1: Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to make realistic improvements in their lives and reach their goals, however big or small. We are building a community of men and women who love to push themselves to overcome obstacles and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. My apple pie didn't turn out, but besides that, our whole feast went well. And now my kids and I are trying to get back on track with my husband now at work instead of home for the holidays, which is an adjustment, but we're getting there. I want to thank the listeners who have shared what they are doing while listening to this podcast, like Kirsten Clark, who found this podcast with our last week's interview with Jamie Davis, the Iron Man. Kirsten is actually training for her own Ironman and took the time to email me to say she was a new subscriber and going to continue to listen during her hours of training. That gave me just the boost I needed. Thank you so much, Kirsten. I'd love to hear from more of you. Please share what you're doing while listening by posting on social media with the hashtag aboutprogresspodcast or you can message me on Facebook at About Progress. I'm trying to practice what I preach and have been working on facing my own fears. Right now, that means I'm committing myself to swimming for exercise once a week. I have a legitimate fear of water, so this is actually a big deal for me. And for fun on the side, I'm starting to watch the show, The Gilmore Girls. Not the new one, but the actual old one from the beginning, and I've never done it. You can see more of what I am up to on my Instagram at Progress or my blog at www.aboutprogress.com. Today, I am sharing an interview with Courtney Rich. Courtney is a rising star due to her incredible cakes. I have had many of these cakes, and I can tell you they are the best I have ever had in my entire life, and I am a baker myself. You might know Courtney from her Instagram or blog, both by the same name, Cake by Courtney, or on a popular morning talk show in Utah. On top of her passion of recipe and cake making and hosting cake classes, Courtney is also a media consultant and travels the country for her job a few times a month. Oh, and she's a wonderful mother of two beautiful, fun, spirited kids. I met Courtney four years ago as we both moved to the East Bay. She was a sight for my sore eyes, and I will never forget the immediate kindness she showed to me as we became fast friends. She was there for me when I really needed it and has continued to do that despite us now living in different states. Courtney has that ability with everyone. She is a champion of other successes and truly embraces people for who they are. When you see Courtney on social media, you might assume her life is always happy and incredibly successful. The truth is that as an adult, Courtney has battled routine bouts of depression as well as a constant tug of war with anxiety and its resulting panic attacks. A huge part of Courtney's drive to succeed in these many passions she pursues is the choice to live a productive, meaningful life as a way to better face the depression and anxiety when they come. There is much more in this interview of how Courtney balances work and home, why she believes being present changes everything the habits and routines she works on in order to better pursue her passions and also why depression hit her at 19 years old and how she continues to now deal with those mental demons. Now, on to the interview. Hello, I'm here with Courtney Rich. Hello, Courtney. Hi, Monica. It's good to be here with you tonight. I'm so glad you're doing this. Um, I think a lot of people who are listening will know a lot about you just based off of them following you On Instagram and your blog and the and the shows that you're on as well. So, just in case some people don't, can you tell us some more about yourself? Yeah. um, Okay.
0: So, a little background on me. Um, I'm a broadcast journalism major by nature, and that has been my true, you know, passion. Just while really growing up and through college, and that's what I started my career in right after college. And I started into media consulting and. Um, but all throughout that time in the last, you know, growing up in the last 11 years since I, uh, you know, left BYU where I studied, um, baking has always been a passion of mine. And when my son turned one years old, I'd made my very first cake from scratch and it was delicious. It looked awful, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> awful. I didn't know anything, but I followed the recipe from Bon Appetit and it tasted amazing. And I just was like blown away at how good it was. And how different and how like high quality it was compared to a box cake. And from that point, like I just kind of got obsessed with it and started following certain cake bloggers and bakers and just tried to teach myself all the different tips and, and tricks and little secrets behind baking really good tasting cakes. And I started to accumulate um, my favorite recipes and tweaked recipes and then more recently, um, I've been really trying to teach myself the technique behind cake baking. And um, you know, I'm at a point now where I feel like I've gotten pretty good, and I decided a year ago to share what I've learned with other people. and that's how Cake by Courtney started. And I share my recipes on my website. I'm now doing classes with people um, locally and selling a few cakes. but I really love the, Uh, development of the recipes and creating different recipes and coming up with my own creations and also the artistic side. I had an art background growing up. I loved painting and drawing all through um, my childhood and into college. And it's kind of now my new creative outlet as well.
1: So you have three full-time jobs, it seems (laughs) like. You're still doing media consulting and you are a full-time mom too. And you are also a full time cake baker, blogger, Instagrammer, class teacher. That's like probably three (laughs) full time jobs for the just for the cake side of things.
0: Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. I mean, I'm a mom to Weston, who's almost eight, and Avery, who is three. And um, yeah, I mean, a mom is a full time job. And it's my number one job. And I love it. But You know, I started consulting um, shortly after college and when I had Weston, I started to freelance and it was a great opportunity for me to keep my foot in the door with consulting and to also be a mom and to really focus on Weston. And it allows me to um, do some work and I can say yes to projects, I can say no to projects. But when I do my media consulting, I do travel and I have to leave my family for a few days. But the nice part about that is that all the work is kind of wrapped up during that time. And so when I get back is when I'm back focused on my family and I can do my cake stuff. And so um, in this last year, I've really had to learn how to balance these three jobs. And for the first time in my life, I think I've really uh, (laughs) kind of conquered the idea of saying no to people, which you know how it is, Monica. It's so hard to say no, um, especially when it's a friend or a family member or Mm -hmm. just, you know, someone you're close with or even a stranger. I just, oh, I feel guilty saying no. But um, I've had to learn to do that and to make it all work because otherwise it just gets crazy, you know, and there's volunteer work that um, I do with church and, and, you know, oh, wait, I'm also a wife. So yeah, let's not forget about that.
1: that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a huge part of how you've been able to to balance these, these crazy um, time suckers you have that are all really valuable and important part of who you are too, is learning how to say no. Right. Right. That's, yeah. Because I do love
0: everything that I do. And people are always saying like, well, you know, do you think you'll quit consulting? Do you, what do you think you're actually going to do with this cake business? Don't you, you know, don't you mm-hmm. feel bad leaving your family? And, mm-hmm. and it's, Well, yeah, I feel bad leaving my family, but my kids are so adaptable. They're so easy to like, you know, go with, you know, on their own to do things. Like, Mm -hmm. they're so great and accommodating. And I've got a great. I get help. You have to ask for help at some point, right? And Mm -hmm. I have a tremendous nanny who is so great to my kids. And my husband is super supportive. And on the weeks that I'm traveling, he's trying to get home early, even if that means he's working till 1 a.m. finishing his work he had to leave you know Mm. to get home and and to help the kids and um, I I love consulting I'm going to do that for a little bit longer and you know I have big dreams for my cake business too so it's just kind of like let's see where things go but these are my passions and I think it's important for my kids or kids in general to see their
1: parents um, go after their own dreams yeah you know I do too I think otherwise they remove their identity from their parenting mm-hmm. if they become resentful or bitter or totally yeah. worn out or tapped out, you know, sooner or later, that's going to happen to them. So when you bring your own passions into your parenting, it's going to benefit your kids. And what I see you doing is you involve your kids. So when you're away from media consulting, I love that you're able to just make that all about that, get out of the way, and then yeah. And, and it's still something you love. But when you come home, you are present with your kids and you are such a good mom that way. Like you play with them, you read with them, you do art with them, you involve them with the the cake business that you're doing. Um, Even, even the shows you've been doing on the news. I'd love to see Weston on there. <laughs> oh, well, you are so sweet. And,
0: you know, for me, uh, I've kind of realized um, in my life, and this isn't the case for everyone, but it's the... Quality of time that I'm spending with them versus the quantity, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Weston's in school full time, so you know we don't have as much of that time together like we used to when he was home and before mm-hmm. I had Avery. And he's got basketball and different activities that he's involved in. So you know, if we have an hour together, I want to make that count. Yesterday, even we had like a half an hour together before. Things were, you know, Halloween stuff started and practices, and we just sat together and we did Pottermore. (laughs) We went to try and find out what house he was in. Like, that's what he wanted to do. So we just sat there and we took all the Harry Potter quizzes together and he loved it. And he, you know, I feel like because he really understood and realized he was getting my full attention, Mm -hmm. it meant a lot to him. And then we just try Uh to do things that we both enjoy and, you know, we can play basketball together or I was just at his game tonight, sitting front row cheering him on um, and making sure that when I'm in town, I'm at those activities and I'm present, you know, with Avery, she loves to dance. So we'll turn on music when Weston's at school and we'll just dance together, you know, but, um, but sometimes we have to do that for half an hour. And then I have to say, okay, you have a little quiet time because I have to work and there is still some work I have to do. And, um, you know, it's been a good lesson and balance and I'm still trying to figure it out. Um Yeah. But it's been an interesting year, a good learning year for me. You know,
1: I think any parent, no matter if they work full time or work part time or home home full time will have that same dilemma of quality yeah. versus quantity. And I think you're yeah. totally right. Like you can be home every single minute your kid is home with you and have zero interaction that's quality driven yeah you really can I mean you can have them from the tv all day and yeah and I, I think that's really resonating with me what what you just said it's about quality and anyone yeah. can relate to that and I feel like those those times build the reserves that you have so you can't say okay now we've had this time together and now it's time for independent play so I can yeah do exactly what I need to do it's good for them yeah. to see that too oh totally yeah absolutely and And Weston will sometimes say, you
0: know, mom, why do you work? And again, Weston's my older one. He's almost eight. Very smart, very observant. And in Mm -hmm. the past, he said, why do you have to work? Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of out of curiosity. And I think sometimes he felt like, well, you're going away again. And I try not to go out of town more than, you know, twice a month, but it it occasionally happens. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I tell him that I, I want to provide and help provide for our family and that, my husband, Ryan, does an incredible job, but I'm also trying to help and provide, you know, all the things in his life, the basketball camps and club sports and, and this new home that we live in and a great neighborhood and a great school, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I talk him through that and I think that's important so he can understand the value of, of what we're doing and what we're working for um, and he can understand and, and hopefully appreciate that.
1: I, th- I see he does. I really do. Um, I want to talk more about your determination. You're constantly improving yourself. You I've seen you work on your fitness, <laughs> your career, your spirituality, your relationships, your fashion, your interior design, your parenting, and of course, your cooking and baking. And I want to know if you've always been that way. Um, You know, it's interesting.
0: I, I think part of me has been, and I say that because My mom has told me stories about me as a young child, Um, you know, whether it was like looking in the mirror and just saying, you know, mom, am I as beautiful as you are? I hope I could be someday, you know, at a very young age, like acknowledging and noticing that Mm -hmm. or saying things that, you know, this is what I want to be when I grow up or am I, am I good at this mom? Am I good enough at this? And I, I've always, maybe it was a middle child thing because my youngest sister there's four of us, all and four kids in my family, and yeah. my little sister is the caboose. She came a little bit later, so for a while I was, you know, the middle child, um, kind of the peacemaker, the one just always trying to, I think, be like not accepted, but just find like approval from my parents and uh, give those the words of affirmation. Like that was always so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, getting straight A's through through school. And I remember going to college and getting like my very first C and I was devastated and called my parents just crying. Mm. Um, You know, of course they comforted me and had great words of advice. Um, But it has been like, I've always felt the need to be the best at things and to just try to improve myself. And I think that also comes from my parents who are both very self-driven people. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom at a young age, let's see, she had three kids. She was about 27 and she developed a game and ended up selling it to Mattel. And she was on the (laughs) Today Show and she started this business and my dad was working a ton, but she had this idea and she wasn't going to let it just sit there in her mind and she just made it happen. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. As I look back to it and think you had three kids under the age of four. Wow! you know, and, and you put this together and made it happen. And, um, you know, she's always been that way. And my dad too, he moved, uh, moved around a lot growing up and Mm -hmm. my dad's in the television business as well. And, you know, we moved around because he would be presented with new opportunities. And instead of just staying very stagnant in one position, he wanted a new challenge and he wanted to push himself and see what he could do. So he went from sales, you know, Mm -hmm. selling ad time on TV to now being the president of NBC in LA, you know, because he continued to push himself and see what else he could do and challenge himself in new positions. Um, And, you know, so they both have been incredible examples to me in that sense. And I I have always wanted to be like both of them. Mm -hmm. I've always had that. And I mean, I remember having a discussion with a friend of mine, like at 12 years old and she said, um, we were talking about what we wanted to be when we grew up and she said, I want to be a mom. I'm like, okay, you know, great. Yeah. Lots of people do. And she said, what, she asked me what I wanted to be. And I said, well, I want to be in a corner office running a company Yeah, <laughs> at like 12 years old, you know. you know,
1: but I think it's just because I also had that example of
0: two people who were just so self-driven and motivated
1: mm-hmm. and still amazing
0: parents. Yeah, and still incredible parents. I have great childhood memories um, and just such great relationships with both of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And you still do too. I think that's yeah. important to, to notice. Not only did you have their examples, but you had their support to, to become who you wanted to be, even from a young age, to dream and look forward to what you could build on your own passions, even from a young age. Yeah, I was very fortunate. And I still consider myself
0: so blessed that, um, despite, you know, ups and downs and life that I've been able to maintain good relationships with my parents. And that despite, you know, I think back and I had no idea how busy my mom was or how busy my dad was, but if I had a basketball game, my dad did his best to be there. Mm
1: -hmm. If,
0: um, you know, my mom was always home after school, but I didn't know that she was doing all this different work during the time that we were at school, but she was always there and present with us. I mean, I really can't think of her as a working mom because I don't remember it like that.
1: Yeah. I'm sure your kids will feel the same way, too. I mean, but regardless of what it needs to be in your family, you know, I think what you're saying is being present no matter what is going to, and showing your kids too. Like, I'm present, but I also have Mm -hmm. my own dreams that I'm pursuing. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm going to reach kids no matter what your circumstances. I hope Um, so. I, You know, Weston one day was
0: like, Mom, I was I want to have my own business. What do you think I could do? Should I go sell lemonade? Should I go sell cookies? But just oh, yeah. already that mindset, right? That he's uh-huh. like starting to think that way, and that he wants to—he wants something to do. He wants something to be proud of and um, to accomplish, and or maybe he just wants money for Pokemon cards. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, you have a tremendous amount of determination, and you've also had a tremendous amount of success from someone looking at your blog and your Instagram and what you're doing both in your in your career too with media consulting it seems like you've been extremely successful in everything you've pursued but I'm sure that's not totally the case so I want to know about failure for you and I want to talk about how have you ever failed in reaching your goals or had to drastically change them Yeah, I mean, I think I initially,
0: you know, coming out of college, had big dreams of doing the whole typical broadcast journalist career, Mm -hmm. and kind of early on, just decided maybe that wouldn't be for me, as I thought about the path that I would have to take, and how long that would be, and um, then getting married right after college, and the hours, it was, um, you know, so I started to change my course there, so I set some of those dreams behind, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, wh- the last year has been really great, and um, I've been learning a lot about, you know, starting the social media, <laughs> kind of not company, but this um, my own business on social media and using that to help me. I think my biggest failures come kind of within, quite honestly, as yeah. I juggle all the things um, in my life and, and family and um you know, at times I feel like I fail in some of these areas and fail as a mom or I fail at being what I really could be in consulting and putting that through. You know, so there's times where I feel like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to think of it as failing. I just sometimes feel inadequate or not prepared or maybe overwhelmed. Um mm-hmm. you know, like I have I just flat on my face failed <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't like to look at it that way, but other people might think so. I like to, I'm a half glass bowl person. Yeah. I don't know that i I'm so proud of like the life that I have and the family mm-hmm. that I have. And, um, you know, I've worked really hard and I will humbly say that. I don't want to be prideful in saying that, but I, I feel like I have worked really hard and I'm trying to continue doing that. And, um, you know, I, I think my, my greatest, um, obstacles are myself and my own, you know, mind and um, I guess my own criticisms. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe my biggest hurdles and failures is when I allow myself to criticize myself and go down kind of a dark path in that sense. Does that, does that make sense? Monica? It totally does.
1: It's like it's it's both sides of the pendulum. I mean, when you are so yeah. driven, there's a lot of push. Um, that it takes a lot of um you have to constantly work, 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 and on that comes a lot of worry about: Is this all worth it? Am I doing the right thing? Am I even good enough? That that totally right, makes sense. You right. have to go hand in hand somewhat. Yeah, it's just self doubt. Yeah. Well, how did you gain that perspective, though? Still, like of uh, that you talked about of still overall feeling, you know, I'm proud of what I've created here, and and I'm and you have the half glass full. Like, what has happened and in your life that helped you have that viewpoint?
0: Um, you know, I would say that typically I'm an optimistic person to begin with. Um, I'm a little bit of a dreamer, more of that artistic, creative personality. But <laughs> my husband is a realist. He's my good balance. Yeah. Um, But, you know, growing up, like I said, I was kind of always the, the peacemaker and, and one looking to, make things right and to make things good and um, you know for me just to hmm, I, I don't know I think it's just all through the the years you just build up on certain mistakes that you make like mm-hmm. there's even been times where you know I, I, I've made mistakes and you know agreeing to do a collaboration with someone and not being fully prepared and ready for it, and then just stressing myself out um, mm-hmm. and making mistakes on how I'm, you know, even treating my kids while I'm trying to like get something done for Cake by Courtney, and I'm pushing them aside and I get stressed and and I yell and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's... did that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's like it every day I'm going to try to start over and be better. Yeah, and um, I I'm just really grateful that I've got good people and incredibly supportive people in my life, including my family, but also friends that will just text me or e- email me or send me a message on Instagram and just say, "Wow, look at what you've done in the last year." Yeah, and what you're doing. And um, I mean, my parents are, like, my biggest fans still. It's funny that, you know, at 33, I still turn to them and need them as much as I did when I was, like, 13, you know? Mm -hmm. And that my mom can just say, okay, take a deep breath and look at everything that you've done and everything you're juggling. And, you know, my husband, too, that he can just, like... (laughs) <laughs> he'll just sometimes sit back and be like I can't believe what's going on like this is going so well and mm-hmm. um, so it's just it's been so helpful to have so much support because there's times where I have doubt and like you said like feel like what what am I really doing okay what's the point here and you have those moments of insecurities and um, self-doubt but it's been the people around me um, and I'm so fortunate to have such incredible people in my life you included Monica that <laughs> Um, have supported me through all of this and encouraged it to start, you know. Well, right back at last you. Last summer.
1: Yeah, I'm so, so glad you started all of it. I mean, I remember um, before you started it, everyone was always, every time we had a cake for you, we were like, you've got to do something with this. And when you did, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it resonated in titles, title ways almost, you know, with <laughs> everywhere it was spreading. And it was fun to see how quickly you rose up. How many Instagram ph- um, followers do you have right now? I have, um, let's look it up
0: right now. I'm going to pull that up on my you Instagram. I think I'm at 21,400. 21, That's insane. And so that was, and I've got about
1: 500 posts.
0: Yeah. And it's been just a little over a year.
1: It's it's kind of a hard field to be in too. I mean, people want those those really pretty pictures and they want things to just seem yeah. like perfect in the short captions. Has it been kind of a hard um arena i guess to develop your own voice in or does that come fairly easily to you of still manifesting um, the pretty and the who you are pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Yeah, it definitely was like a hard thing to kind of figure out. And, you know, if you look way back at the beginning I, was, I of my post, it was still trying to figure it out and I wasn't sure exactly what I was doing. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest uh, thing for me was developing my voice and my brand of who I am and like making sure that always came across. And so some of my posts are shorter, some of them are longer, but as long as it speaks to who I am, then I'm okay with that. And Mm -hmm. some posts, you know, it's interesting. There's different algorithms on Instagram and, um, I can try to put the same hashtags in any, you know, everything, uh, But, you know, my followers, there are certain things that they really like and respond to great and some that they don't. But I'm still putting things on there that represent me, um, are beneficial to my followers. And I have an iPhone and I take all my pictures on my iPhone and I edit on my iPhone. And that's just where I'm at right now. They're amazing
1: pictures. I (laughs) I actually was going to ask you that. I kept forgetting can't believe that's on yeah
0: everything is on my iPhone I'm just like dying to upgrade to um, the iPhone 7 so I can get the even better camera Um, but yeah so that's been kind of fun to be able to figure that out I'm not a photographer by nature so there's a huge learning curve there and um, you know each day I feel like I'm learning something new there's so much going on and with social media and media in general, is always changing and it's just got to be on top of it, if not ahead of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it seems like learning all these different things is where your creative spirit comes in play. You're not a photographer by trade, but you're learning it because you enjoy that creative process and you're able to translate that to all the arenas that this kind of um, forces you to go into.
0: Yeah, I think for me, like, and, and thinking about all these you know things that I have my feet in and my hands in, you know, with work and um, consulting and my family and and baking and um, you know volunteering at church. For me, I am just the type that needs to stay busy and to feel productive. Yeah. Um, and learning it, and I, I really try not to have too much downtime anymore. There's really not time for downtime. Yeah. But I, you know, I wake up early. Um, try to get some stuff done for cake by Courtney, or maybe it's just even housework, but try to get ahead of it before my kids wake up. Um, And then I'm kind of a a nut in OCD in the sense that I'll like write down notes. um, And I don't ever put them in my phone. I like writing things on paper. (laughs) So I have like calendars all over the place. Like there's a calendar on my computer and on my phone, but then I just write down like lists of what I need to get done. And Mm -hmm. I like to time things out during my day. Like, okay, between 12 and two when Avery's at school, this is what I'm going to get done. And it just, for me and my brain and my personality and for me mentally, like, it's just, it keeps me on the more positive side, you know, circling back to Mm -hmm. that. Like, how do I stay positive? I do really get a high off of being productive and it's like a little nutty, Um, but that helps. And I find that when there's moments where, you know, I'm not trying to challenge myself or... I'm, you know, getting lazy. Um, I also find that I, you know, get anxious and I um, get depressed. And uh, for me to battle those feelings, I have to maintain like a very active lifestyle so that um, I don't go down a different path where (laughs) my mind would take me.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about your daily habits. Like what what are some things that help you? And it seems It seems like those are it, you know, early to rise, writing lists, timing things out. I love that idea. Yeah, and they don't always
0: go that way. I mean, come on, like life, you get curveballs all the Mm -hmm. time, but it's just kind of having a plan um, of what I wanted to do. And even if it's a daily plan, a weekly plan, and then, you know, I'm writing plans for next year of of goals that I want to do, but just having things in mind of like, okay, here's what I need to get done. Um, you know, I'm a creature of habit. So like I often have the same thing for breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, almost every day, like weeks at a time before I get sick of it. I try to exercise every morning. If I'm not doing that by like, you know, Weston will go to school at nine and right after is when I exercise. And um, that's a huge part to kind of just keep me going um, through the day. And just stay mentally sane and have that hour to myself yeah. and to, to feel strong and to feel healthy That's so and, important. you know, that helps. And and then I do a little work each day and I try to do a little play each day. And
1: yeah, you, you know, you a, a little well. routine
0: is good for me. <laughs> Thank you. Routine is good for me. That's, yeah. I need a little bit of that in my life.
1: So you said being active is A big part that helps you continue to function with that happy perspective in mind of yourself, yourself. Yeah. otherwise, you go into like a dark path. Does that include, yeah. um, does that include being like a perfectionist? Is how does that tie into what you were saying there about <laughs> that? No, so
0: I mean, it easily could, and I've had to be careful with this. My mother is wonderful, um, as she is and she is like the most incredible she is definitely a perfectionist and Mm -hmm. and there's times where i see some ocd in her um but you know she makes things wonderful she makes things perfect but i see her also stress about that and you know i just want to sit her down and just say sit sit down and just relax and just don't stress about it but um she does so well at everything she puts her hands on that she can't help but make it perfect and that I see that in myself at some times where I could definitely obsess over something and let it be, um, just take over my mind. Right. And, yeah. and want to perfect everything, whether it's a birthday party or, um, my house or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I really had to let that go. My dad on the other side is definitely more like relaxed. Yeah. I've tried to hone in some of that just more laid back side to just say, okay, you know what? I have to leave the house and I'm not going to spend my, you know, an extra 10 minutes cleaning things up, cleaning things up before I leave. You know, you know, it's okay that my kids' rooms are messy. The beds didn't get made today. Okay. I'm going to just, there's not time for that. Right. Like it's okay to not be perfect and I'm okay not having everything perfect. And honestly, like, I think it makes someone more relatable. Um, you know, you can go into their house and be like, oh, there's toys on the floor. Oh, mm-hmm. good. I'm not the only one. There's, there's dishes in this sink. Fantastic. Oh, she didn't hand make everything at the, for that birthday party? <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, like for Avery's yeah. party, yes, I made the cake and I did a little decoration. But that was about it. I went and got Capri Suns and, you know, packaged frozen graham crackers and <laughs> <I love laughs> called it, it an Elsa party and hired so an Elsa princess. Yeah,
1: make them do the work for you. Yeah. You you have
0: to learn your limits. At some point, you have to understand and know your limits. And at one point, are you going to stop pushing yourself over the edge, at least for me, where I'm going to go down and have a panic attack, you know? And I've been there. I have those. And sometimes I can't stop them, but I do my best to manage my own personal anxiety and stress so that I can keep those anxiety attacks and um, depression that I've dealt with um, throughout most of my adulthood and uh, just try to, again, have that balance.
1: So, you know, someone who is maybe not real-life friends with you, but Internet friends, because those are real too, (laughs) right? They they might be surprised to hear that, that you've struggled through those things as an adult.
0: Yeah, um, it started um, about when I was 18 when my parents um, separated and later filed for divorce, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, which was a big shock to our family. And I knew a little bit before my brothers and um, had a pretty heavy weight on my shoulders trying Mm -hmm. to balance um, my relationships between my both my my parents at a very volatile time. Um, And I was so close to them and... um, uh, you know, I was kind of their confidant too, which, you know, I was too young to be at that time. It brought on a lot of stress and anxiety yeah. for me. Um, and I wanted everything to be perfect and I wanted them to work everything out. And I tried my best to, in my own way, try to help that along and to make that happen. But eventually it didn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, they did get divorced and my mom ended up getting remarried quickly. And, um, um, there was a lot of change and any change is troubling for a child, no matter how old they are. You could be 30 and your parents are getting divorced and it's a shock and it rocks your world and your foundation, you know, or you could be eight years old like my sister was at the time. Mm. Um, and it, and it changes, um, how you feel and, and it changes your, your thoughts and your foundation. And, um, you know, so that's when that all started and it was kind of heavy at that time and it's been on and off and it, started up again a few years ago um when I was having a really hard time getting pregnant with Avery Mm -hmm. um they call it situational depression and so I felt like it kind of went away for a while I kind of got things back on track and um but my kids are almost five years apart and with Weston I got pregnant really easy so I thought it would happen with Avery and I was so blessed um and then it didn't and it took a little while and um like about two, two years. And I was trying to not feel guilty for feeling upset about it because I was so blessed to already have one child. And, yeah. um, so all of a sudden it's just like, we, why do I feel this way? I shouldn't feel guilty. Um, and so those were a lot of the feelings I was having. Um, and with depression, if, if you've experienced it, you know, that you can't, um, you can't help when it comes on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And some days it's triggered by something. And sometimes you just wake up feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard to just flip a switch. You know, it will be, you know, something that maybe is ongoing for a day, maybe two days, maybe three days. And it's just like something you can't really get out of. Um, For me, it's also turned into anxiety attacks. Um, And, you know, so it's still, you know, even though I have Avery three years, you know, she's three years old now, I still um, have them come up and I'm still dealing with it and kind of managing it and trying to keep it minimal, but, and also trying to recognize when it happens and, and how best to um, work through them when they do. And I don't have an answer.
1: (laughs) No, who does, right? Yeah. That's the thing I wanted to, to talk more about too is it looks different for every person depression does anxiety does panic attacks what does it look like for you
0: um any oh man it's so hard it can be different but for a lot of times I mean the anxiety attacks come on um kind of suddenly and unexpected for me um Mm -hmm. but I mean there's definitely times where I can acknowledge that it's when I'm very tired and maybe haven't done a lot of or that there's a lot of stress going on. And it's a combination of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's out of the blue and that's when it's most scary. You know, I could be with my kids or something. Um, and it's not happening every day, but you know, it's, it's enough. And if you, if you know, if you've ever had it happen, you know, it's scary, even it if it's scary. just once a year, you know, um, and you have hard time breathing, you have tightness in your chest. Um, yeah. if, if, what I hate about them is how sad they make me feel. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I shouldn't be sad because I have so much to be grateful for and so much to be happy about, but I literally can't, like I said, flip the switch to be happy. You know, it just takes a little while. And it just makes me sad thinking that, you know, like, other people feel that sad about their lives too, even though they may have something just so great going on. And we look at them on the outside and just know how wonderful those people are, but that they're feeling this way Mm -hmm. because, um, when it happens, I'm just, I'm just so sad. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's the best way to like describe it. I just kind of want to sit in a closet, dark closet and, and have everything go away for a little bit. But um, like I said, you know, it's happened when I've had my kids around, so I've had to just kind of fake my way out of it um, the best I can because the worst experience for me is having my kids see it, which they have, and, mm-hmm. and not knowing why mom is sad. Um, and so, you know, like I said, if I, if I stay productive um, and active, and um, focus on things that are, are very good. Um, it's, it's less likely to happen or they're not as strong. Um, but it's when I allow myself to go down the path of self-doubt that those will come on eventually.
1: Yeah. I think a big part of how I see you coping through that is accepting yourself for who you are. Like I think the self-doubt is when you question yourself. In a lot of ways, like, am I good enough for this? I'm not doing this well enough. I didn't get this. I'm terrible at that. You know, that's you not accepting yourself, obviously. But your big part of you being productive and trying to be positive-minded and all that is you saying, "Hey, I accept myself. I accept my limits. I accept that this is something that I have to deal with and be aware of. I can't avoid. I yeah. can't fix it easily." But I will deal with it when it comes. I'll try to prevent it how I can. But when it comes, I will deal with it and I will keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's, you know, you feel very alone and you wonder, you know, you just, you know, other people go through things like this. You can tell yourself that in like kind of the right state of mind. But when you're going through it, you feel so alone. And whether you believe in God or not and you're praying and don't feel the comfort that you need or don't have the answers or the piece that you're looking for, um, that's That's when it gets really hard and it's very dark. And um, you're wondering why you have to go through this alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just have to remember you're not, you know, there's people out there who are dealing with it too. And, you know, I'm sure some of your close friends that you don't even know have it going on or something going Mm -hmm. on. Um, And that's why it's so important to, to have a person, one close friend. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good friend that we always say, you know, you need that one person. You know, I whether do. you move to a new area, um, a new neighborhood, uh, you know, someone at church or, you know, just close by. But just that person you can rely on and just call and talk to. And even if you don't want to share your problems with them, but you just call and say, hey, Monica, let's go for a walk. Yeah. You know, just to be around other people. I think that is that is a big part of um what helps too is I just try to be around people. I love being around people and, and being around my friends and it just makes me feel good Mm -hmm. to, to be with my friends. And those are the people that uplift you and create a positive atmosphere for you to be in. So if you know, I feel like if you know that you go through these and it's something that you deal with, if you can surround yourself by, by people, um, and activities and things to look forward to, you know, get out of the house and, and do something, whether it's starting a lunch group. When I first had Weston mom group, we started, and I think that was so good for all of us. You don't know who's dealing with postpartum or any kind of guilt or troubles, you know, as a mom. Um, And it's just good to have kind of a support group, even if you're not talking about the nitty gritty details of your everyday life, but just having people you can laugh with and look forward to seeing, I think is it's been so helpful for me, um, and it's something I you know I try to do that <laughs> the adult interaction right yeah just it matters. Take care of yourself, and that's something you need to do to take care of yourself.
1: So the I'm so glad you talked about all that. It's so easy to hide depression, anxiety, self doubt. It's very mm-hmm. easy to just dis- have that be disguised. And yeah. I think it's important that people—not that you have to bear your soul every time you get on Facebook about things or have everyone no. in your life know about all the issues you have—but it's. I think it's really important to also for someone like you in your position to kind of pull back the curtain and show people, you know, I love what I do, I'm I'm successful at what I do, but my life isn't perfect, and it just yeah, it helps. It helps everybody. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, I. I just think it's important to be honest, like whatever your position in life and whoever you're around, like I, I learned long ago (laughs) with everything that went on with my parents. And I was so worried about what people would think when they found out that my parents were divorced. And, um, you know, at the time, like it was, you know, I didn't feel like I knew a lot of people with parents who were, were separated or divorced. And I remember thinking and being so worried about what other people would think of me. Um, And, you know, again, at some point, I just, I learned to let that go. Hey, I went to therapy. I had emotion, you know, I had um, emotion journals. I had, I did a lot of artwork that were dark. You know, you have to work through it. You can't um, just kind of tuck it aside and and not deal with it. And so, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, I just, at some point, I just realized I needed to be honest. And it's been so interesting, too, as I've talked to young women in church um, and even friends, our own age about my parents and kind of what I dealt with, like how much has come up. And I've had people ask me like, what would I tell someone whose parents just got divorced? I actually had um, a young woman from my church just text me like a few days ago and just said, Hey, one of my best friend's parents are separated. Like her mom just left. And I don't, I don't, I want to be there for her, but I don't know what to say. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that you've, you've been through that. Like, is there anything I should tell her or do for her. And I mean, wow, I, I now have this opportunity to help other people because of what I went through, Yeah, you know, with my own family. And I still go through, you know, managing their divorce is still something that's part of my life. Um, yeah. And it's been interesting how it kind of surfaced in a different way, but in a positive way that I've been able to kind of take my learning from that and, if I am open and they know that these you know the struggles that I've had or the trials that I've had like all of a sudden i'm I'm, I'm relatable and I'm someone that someone else in need can talk to
1: so it seems from what you said to me is the big part of moving forward with progressing yourself and your life and whatever ventures you have is learning what you've through what you've dealt with learning from that from it and being honest about it. I mean, so many people, I think, put things under the rug, and it doesn't, it doesn't work, but being really honest about it, learning from it, moving forward, and, and, and changing your life, to how, to how to function your life in a better way and help others, too.
0: Yeah, and I think my biggest motivation at the end of the day is my own children, mm-hmm. and I think about how I want them to see me and how I want them to grow up, and I yeah. want them to have confidence, and I want them to be strong. And I want them to do great things and to be kind and to be ca- compassionate. And I, at the end of the day, have to look back at my life and think about, have I been those things and been that example to my children? And if not, what else can I change? And, um, you know, it's, I want to do it for them. And I, I want them to be great people. And I, I think we have to make those decisions and act how we want them to see us right? Because the yeah. kids are just, you know, soaking up everything that they see and observing from us. Yeah. Um, and so if I don't learn from my mistakes, and there are so many, I will be the first to admit <laughs> my many, many mistakes and times that I've messed up and I need to do better um, and rethink my priorities and change things. And I am still constantly working. I have such a long way to go. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but if we're not Taking note of our mistakes and where we're at fault, and trying to get better at those things and to make ourselves better, then, you know, what's the purpose of this life? Like, isn't that what we're sure for is to just continually try to improve and progress?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like you said, the only way is to keep learning keep reevaluating, keep kind of shifting how you're doing things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what success looks like. It's not having the perfect outcome. It's, it's just working on the present journey that you're on and the, and, and learning from it. And I love that you talked about that. Thank you. Yeah, it is a journey.
0: It's always, yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be something new around the corner and an obstacle. And um, you know, sometimes you can just try to, to you can start thinking about, like, okay, I know something bad's about to happen. <laughs> Too many yeah. good things have been going on or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you just have to stay positive And I think also it helps to just focus on, on yourself sometimes and not be looking out the window at what everyone else is doing and, and how good they're doing it. But be proud of them and be excited for them and yeah. just think, okay, I can only compare Courtney to Courtney,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: I can't compare myself to you. I can't compare myself to the next person um, because that doesn't help me become a better version of myself, really, you know?
1: No. And that's another, it's that's good to, another, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that's another no, trap of perfectionism is compare, yeah. comparing yourself. Right. Right. Huh. Yep. You've given me I a know. Lot and perfectionism
0: is, it's a, it's a good, that's a good turn. that perfectionism is the trap, right? And yeah. then you can get down that path and um, I'm okay with imperfections now. Yeah. I still want to be, be good at things, but there's things I know that I'm not good at and I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to be good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I will never be on the voice and I'm okay with that now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's that's okay. That is not one of my qualities. I can't sing. Um, you know, do I have a single thing hung up on my walls in my house and it's been a year and a half? No, I don't actually have anything hung up, but someday I will. And until then, it's okay. I don't have my whole life planned out and it's not perfect.
1: I just love that last phrase you had said before is you can't compare Courtney to anyone else but Courtney. Is that what you said? Yeah. That I'm going to write that on a sign for myself.
0: (laughs) Nothing oh, just put Monica, Monica in out. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's true. I can't do that. So I want to know what you're working on now. What's what's down the road for you? Down the road? Um, gosh, I've, I'm kind of booked for this year, but just kind of my basic
0: stuff um, with cakes and different events and new recipes I want to come up with and some collaborations I have. So I'm already starting to look into 2017 and – um, I would love to self-publish a cookbook. Oh, um, nice. I've had a lot of people ask me about that. So that would, is a goal of mine. I have some product ideas that I've started to um, kind of play around with and get some feelers out for. And um, I'm loving everything I'm doing with uh, the television station up here. So that mm-hmm. has been going great. And the classes, I just want to continue to do those and meet followers and um, continue to do teach you know people how to do cakes and make cakes and decorate and just spend time with these great people that are following me and supporting me and um but yeah I think 2017 has got some big things in store and I'm excited
1: do you think I mean would you have thought a little over a year ago when you did your first post that you would be here
0: no no of course not I was so nervous I was so nervous I mean, despite all the encouragement that you get with your family and friends, at the end of the day, you're still like, well, you guys are my friends and my family. Like, you have to say this. Yeah. Right? You have just kind of yeah. that moment, like, come on, Mom, you have to say that I look nice in this dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, so I just wasn't sure. I was like, let's just see what happens. And, um, no, I, I don't think I could have expected, like, all these opportunities that have come my way. And I i just feel so fortunate. I'm, I'm just so excited. Like, I just want to keep the momentum going. I'm having so much fun uh, learning and um, growing and doing this with, you know, everyone who's following me on social media. It's incredible.
1: So what would you say to someone who sees what you've created, but they might be thinking about pursuing something that they've always thought about doing, even if it's, not in the public eye, but what would you say to someone who's thinking about, you know, pursuing something? Well, yeah. No,
0: you, you've you got to try it because at the end of the day, you're not going to know how it goes unless you try it. You're not going to know if it's going to be a success or if it'll work unless you try it. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, it's, it may not work out the way that you wanted, but you tried it. And can't you feel good about going after something? And it's okay to have... Failures. I hate to call it that, but ha- to mm-hmm. have things not work out because I think it helps you in the long run, right? Like the first thing may not work out, but then you tweak things or you come up with a new plan and then that gets a little bit better, right? Like you yeah. have to modify and be flexible and adaptable. My whole life with moving so much growing up, with the changes in my family, like it's made me more adaptable as a human to adjust to different changes and things that don't go the way I planned. But things are going to be scary. You're going to be uncertain starting any kind of business or any um, adventure that you want to do. Um, But you just kind of have to take some leaps. And uh, you know what's so funny? I was even thinking, I was talking to my friend, Brooke, who runs the blog and Instagram account, Female Foodie. I love her. And she was a... Yeah, she's so great. And I was telling her the other day, I said, I remember first reaching out to you and I'm so nervous. It was mm-hmm. the first person I reached out to on social media to collaborate with. And she had so many more followers than me. She was so popular. Like all my friends knew who she was. And I sent her a, a direct message on Instagram introducing myself and asking her if she'd want to collaborate. And I literally was so nervous. I like think yeah. back, I'm like, I'm so silly. But I was so nervous to send it. And I did, and she was so fantastic and responded back so positively and quickly, and we just hit it off. And I was like, what was I so scared about? But it was such yeah. a great experience because I was like, I don't know if it's going to work out unless I try. And what's the worst that could happen? That yeah. She could say no. The worst thing she could do was say no, or you know, anything. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that could happen is it doesn't work out, but it's not going to determine who I am. Right. A, a, a no from someone or um, bad feedback from someone isn't going to determine and decide who I am or what I'm going to do or the path for, you know, where I'm taking this. And I mean, luckily she said yes. And that helped boost some confidence moving forward, but I've had some things not work out and that's
1: okay. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Just like trying to (laughs) absorb all that, you know, it's just jump, jump in, Start small but just know it's gonna be a journey and I know that's a popular a, word, but everything yeah, is but the, right. Right, it is and there's learning curves to everything. And yeah. with this
0: one I've been teaching myself a lot and um Yeah, but I mean I just feel like you have to try it because you're not gonna know what happens. You're not gonna know if it's gonna be a success or not, or if you're gonna love it or not if you don't try it. And you know, if you try it and it's going well but you don't love it, then then don't keep doing it. You know, oh, only yeah. do these types of things if you're passionate about it and and you side. want to.
1: I love that too. Yeah. So this is our final question. I want to know, okay. looking back on the past 10 years, what have you learned about yourself?
0: Um, I'm capable. I'm capable mm. of hard things. I'm capable of overcoming hard things. Um, I'm capable of accomplishing my goals um, so capable comes to mind first, you know that i'm I'm able to do these things, and the other one that that comes to mind for me is I'm stronger than I thought I was,
1: yeah
0: um physically, mentally, emotionally, I have my moments where I'm not strong um mentally and emotionally, but I'm still here, you know, I'm still doing it, and I'm still trying hard. And I think that comes from strength Um, and everything that's happened in my life um, to this point has just made me stronger, even though at some point or another, it tore me down and made me weaker, maybe for a moment. Um, But I'm now stronger because of it. And I know that I can I can do hard things.
1: I think we need to end this interview on that note because I can't can't get better than that. You know, Courtney, you're just, I could just go on and on about you, but I think anybody who listens to you is going to love you all the more because of how you make other people feel capable. That's what I love about you most is you have done such amazing things in your life. Even before you had this popularity, you were this way. You know, you've always been genuine you've supported others, you've reached out, you've pushed others to succeed. You're so much fun. You know, there's all that, but you make people feel like, oh, I can do that too. And you cheer them on about that. So I just want to end our interview on that note and thank you so much for, for doing this. Well,
0: thank you for those kind words and just, wow, you have been so incredible and so supportive as I started this. And you, you, like you said, you, you knew me before this started happening and Um, You're just one of a kind, Monica. Thank you for for this interview and for talking to me tonight.
1: Thanks, Courtney. I've listened to this interview several times as I've edited it, and I take away something new each time. One of these is Courtney's wisdom in being present with the passion at hand that you are working on. I have seen Courtney do this in action. For example, when she is with her kids, she really, truly is with them. 100% quality time. I wish you could all see her as a mother because when I've been around her, it has inspired me to improve how I parent my own kids and how present I am with them. But when she's doing her other passions like making cakes or traveling the country with her other job, she is focused on that. I want to be better at separating my passions like she shared, including my passion for building a strong family with quality present time. Another bit of wisdom is Courtney's push to try something even if you're scared She has doubts and fears, but she tries anyway. I hope you can try something too. And mental illness, I feel, is a much more common struggle than we realize, but it flourishes in private shame. I'm so proud of you, Courtney, for sharing your hardships in this area so we can all learn from you. To you, the listeners, I want to hear how this podcast has inspired you and motivated you to try something that scares you, or to adopt a habit or piece of wisdom you learned here on the podcast into your own lives. Please tag me at about progress podcast or message me privately on Facebook. You'll find me there at About Progress. And I would love to share your own path to balanced progress and share more than just our interviewees every week. If you have liked what you heard, please subscribe even better, get a friend to subscribe, show them how podcasts work and how easy they are to find on their phones. And I know I have said this every time, but leaving a review on iTunes helps this podcast tremendously in getting other like-minded listeners to discover it. Next week, I am sharing an interview with Meg Miles from Mom Strong, Utah. She is powerful, focused, talented, but humble. She is a nurse, an amazing mother, an interior decorator, an athlete, a cook, a blogger, anything, you name it, she does it. But she shares what she does to pursue a balanced but still forward-looking life and how perfectionism stopped her from sharing her light with the world for a time. I will see you next Wednesday for that podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week and take care of yourself. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw.